welcome back to the Pal Podcast. We have a good one here for you today. In this episode, Ryan and I interview Sarah Carpenter from Steve's Ace Hardware in Dubuque, Iowa. It's an interesting conversation uh, about her stores and in particular her unique niche she has in one of her stores. Uh, there is a few moments in this episode where her uh, sound is a little garbled. Uh, just stay, stay with us, hang in there, we'll get through it. And I'm glad you guys all chose to come back and listen to us. And here now is our conversation with Sarah Carpenter. Welcome, everyone, back to the PAL podcast. I'm glad you guys could all come back. Uh, we got a good one here today. We have Sarah Carpenter of Steve's Ace in uh, Dubuque, Iowa, not Iowa. <laughs> How's it going, Sarah? Awesome. How are you? Good. Glad you can come on and uh, tell us about your stores today. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and uh, how you got into the business? Sure. So I'm second generation. My mom and dad started Steve's Ace Hardware when I was six years old. And so I basically grew up in the hardware store. And a big part of what they've always done in their business is think outside the box and so they always had a big emphasis in garden center which kind of naturally made me very interested in plants and so I decided to go to school to um, learn more about horticulture and landscape design and then ultimately my dad decided to take the plunge and build another store that was a primarily a garden center so I decided to come back home and join the family business. So you guys have two stores. Uh, and, the ones, yep, and the one store is, uh, what are the size of the stores? So our store that I work out of primarily is our, what we call Steve's Ace Home and Garden. And this particular location, the, the property is about three and a half acres. And we um, have... 26,000 square foot undercover. However, of that, about, uh, I think it's 10,000 on the hardware store floor specific to hardware. Our other store, which is located um, in the south downtown area of our community, um, is about the same size hardware-wise. It's a 10,000 square foot on the floor and um, 12,000 with the back room. Ryan, have you ever been to Sarah's stores before? I have not. It's on my list of things to do traveling out west, but I don't, I don't get too far west of the Mississippi any, anymore. <laughs> well, it's not that far west of the Mississippi, I can tell no, you No, uh, we're, we're about uh, one minute west of the Mississippi, actually. <laughs> uh, they are some great stores. Uh, Sarah, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit, you guys have a unique niche and your uh, your big store. Why don't you tell us about that a little bit? Sure. So um, one of the things that makes us probably most unique amongst Ace stores is the fact that we have a baby and toddler boutique located within our store. Um, we sell everything from car seats, cloth diapers, baby carriers, nursing bras, children's clothing, etc., that's... 
they, uh, I don't even know what to say. That's it's so it's so crazy to see it too when you go. It is, yeah. We, you know, it 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 seems unnatural on on a superficial level, but when you think about the challenges that other stores have, which is trying to kind of retrain consumers back to the old way of shopping, shopping at smaller stores rather than going to the box stores, we actually have a huge amount of young people shopping our stores um, every day because they start here with their children. Yeah, that's a good, good point. Uh, and so you let, you went back to, you went to school. Did you come back uh, knowing you're going to go back into the business or were you thinking about something else? Sure. So, well, when I went away for um, college the first time around, I went to a trade school that focused on horticulture and so studied horticulture and landscape design there. Um, I was a manager at a garden center. I knew I loved the garden center business and world. And so that was important to me. And um, so I wasn't willing to move back home unless that was part of the plan. So when I moved back, we had already begun the process of building the garden center. And then later, uh, a few years later, I went back to um, school and finished up my four-year degree in um, communications. Gotcha. Um. I was, you know, I got all these list of questions to ask you, but some of them you're already answered. Like, what's your weirdest uh, thing that you carry? But I'm sure there's a, you probably said a few of the weird things. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I guess the thing that I, I want to mention and I think is important to state is like the way that we do our niches, it's really like we have multiple businesses operating under one roof. Um you know, we're all in. So it's easy to tell people, yeah, you should go out and add this product line or this, this type of product's been really great for us. But if you're not super passionate about it, you would be pretty strange to be selling some of the stuff we sell. You know, um, it's not, it's not for every hardware store, but um, it certainly has worked well for us. And you just, it's just to keep going on it, just because it's so interesting to me. I mean, you guys started small with it, right? You just brought in Absolutely. a few things to begin with. Yeah. So like many retailers or people who have grown up in a retail environment, um, we all like nice things. And we're used to getting a lot of stuff at wholesale. So when, when I was having my first child, um, we had really, um, we had been investigating different things that we were going to want to purchase and, and look into. And I quickly realized how little of the product that I actually wanted to buy was available locally. And um, so I was already finding myself going online a lot or going out of town to look at the items so that I could touch and feel them. And so um, we started very small with baby because of course this was pretty out there thinking <laughs> when it came to the types of stuff I wanted to sell. So uh, we kind of jokingly said, well, I, I may have just bought myself a lifetime supply of cloth diapers because that's really how we started was um, trying to think on the eco-friendly side of things and how from a 
garden center perspective think green we created a little area of I found myself reordering very quickly huh and uh how does it do compared to the hardware store which one does more Oh, does more? The hardware store combined definitely does more. Yeah. But when you look at um, each of our departments, uh, I sell more baby stuff than I do plumbing or electrical, you know, or uh, might be more than paint. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's um, in that respect, it's it's pretty lucrative. It's a big part of our business. Gotcha. How is that sanctioned off in your store? Say that again? How is that sanctioned off in your store? How do you separate that from your hardware store? Sure. So our store that the the baby boutique, we call it Sprout, is located within is a greenhouse structure, actually. Um, we, have, uh, we have five greenhouses built, and then they're connected to the hardware store metal building and so within that greenhouse structure we have big tall peaks and so we've literally built buildings inside our main building so they're they're literally in their own stores the doors are accessed from within the store like a almost like a mini mall but you enter our store and you can you're right at the registers and you can swing a right and see our baby boutique sprout. And then you can enter into our flower shop. And then you can enter into our greenhouse and then into our nursery. Or if you swing to the left, um, you'll enter into the hardware store, which is, again, kind of within its own building, so to speak. But then they all share a central registers and um, support team. It's a uh, Ryan, like I said, it's a, a unique store. It's really cool to see um, if anybody's out there ever in Dubuque. It's not really on the way to anything, is it, Sarah? Dubuque? <laughs> well, everybody from Chicago goes to Galena all the time, so we're very <laughs> close to Galena. There you go. Uh, and what do you? Uh, what's your title at the store now? Uh, I'm officially the president. So you're Steve. I'm I'm Steve. You're... Yeah. <laughs> How scary uh, is that? <laughs> when did you uh, buy the store from your parents? So my husband, Jason, and I purchased the business a year and a half ago um, in January. We've, I've worked in the business in, since we opened this store 14 years ago, I believe it was. I've been back. And my husband joined us, uh, I believe, three years ago. Um and then we bought it a year and a half ago. So, um, yeah, it's beneficial then. And you guys have, were you always an ace or did you convert? Was your dad buy an ace to start with? How did it start? I can't remember. Yeah. So when my dad purchased the store, it was an ace hardware. Previously, it had been a true value, but it was already converted to an ace hardware when he purchased it. But when he bought it, it was from the bank because the previous owner had gone bankrupt. Gotcha. And what year was that? That was 88. So yeah, you really, you are like Ryan, you've really been in it for about your whole life, huh? Yeah. As much as I can remember. 
my um my my parents though you know when they started this business it was it was pretty unusual their background my dad was a um, a mechanic for our county highway department and my mom was a hairdresser who owned her own hair salon so they had really no business opening or buying a hardware store and they really had to learn through trial and error and 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 working hard um so i kind of witnessed that and um got drug along through that process <laughs> as a child so uh what are some of the aspects of uh running a hardware store that you love well to me i'm kind of a creative thinker in general and i i find hardware stores to just have the most interesting items and it fascinates me how everything that i am interested in as far as like outside of work if i'm on pinterest or on the house website or you know watching tv i always find connections to our hardware store and to me it there's so many different unique aspects of what we sell that i don't know i just i'm always kind of excited to look for the the newest thing and there's always something to learn What's the one item that you brought in thinking you wouldn't sell, but thought you'd try it that sold well beyond what you thought it would? Hmm. That's a good question. I thought you were going to ask me, did I bring in that didn't sell a bit? Good answer for that one. Don't buy milk straws. Those were a dud. That's kind of a longstanding joke in our, in our family because I was, um, anti getting them in and we apparently have <laughs> many many um <laughs> to sell forever <laughs> um gosh what did I bring in that I didn't think would sell as well well I will say that I was surprised at how many big green eggs we sold within the first year I'm definitely surprised although I know we've now done this for a while so it's not new like it used to be um i was shocked at how many yetis we sold the first few years that baffled me and and i was really rallying behind bringing it in so you know i was proud of that accomplishment oh what how big is dubuque again how many people we have sixty-eight thousand within dubuque um itself and then i believe there is like 120 so you got that's pretty good size trade area then um how many employees? Yeah, lots of competition. Yeah, lots of competition. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> one of the things about having lots of people. Uh, how's uh, how's your yep. employees? How many do you have? Um, and is it hard to keep them around? Uh, employees are well. I will start by saying that we have some really great employees. We have some employees that have been with us for a very long time. I'm thankful for that. But employees. Hiring new people, finding quality new people is definitely one of the hardest parts about my job. And so because we are so seasonal in the volume we do, I unfortunately have to hire many, many, many people going into spring. And then I don't necessarily need them later in the summer. And so we have a lot of highs and lows, and that proves to be very challenging. Um, I think this summer at our highest, we had 98 employees on payroll. And usually 
usually we end up doing about 125 or 150 um, W2s. Uh, and what's that separated out between the two stores? I mean, I know not everybody knows your your stores mm-hmm. aren't that far away from each other. So do you like trade them back and forth? No, they're not. Yeah. Um, so generally we have teams that are dedicated to each store because the store here is so unique and some of the stuff it sells, it's difficult to trade a lot of the folks, but there are definitely uh, some hardware folks um, that work either split between the stores, a couple of those, not very many, but a couple of those folks. And then we trade it back and forth depending on needs. Um, You know, we can help cover if we needed to, but overall, most of our people stay at the store that they were initially hired for. Are you doing anything specific for keeping retention and like uh, any uh, special perks or anything like that? Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> you know, we try to, we try to be a good place to work. You know, we try to be very open and honest and, and care about our people and, um, be sympathetic. And then at the same time, I always try to let them know that really they're a reflection of me and my family and what we've worked for. So we'll, if we treat them well, we hope that they treat us well and then consequently our guests in the store well. Um, I think probably the one thing that I have done that has had the biggest um, impact on my team as a whole is I've got a, a, a gentleman uh, by the name of Matt Booth. If you have a chance, you should look him up. He's a great, great speaker, a really interesting person to listen to. But um, Matt Booth is a, happens to be local. We're fortunate for that. And he comes in and does goal setting sessions with our team. Not only our managers, but our entire staff is welcome to join these sessions. And it's not goal setting specifically for our business, although we find that it impacts it positively in the end. It's more about finding out what motivates them as an individual. You know, everybody's everybody's working for a different reason. And many people who work here, this isn't their primary job or it's a part-time job. And it's, it's useful to communicate with each other to understand what motivates them to continue to work or to work extra and find out what makes them stick around and, and, you know, why they, why they do what they do. And so by learning more about them as an individual and some of their personal goals, we've been able to support each other in accomplishing them, which then, you know, makes you want to stick around. How did you, uh, how did you find this guy? Did you just kind of wander into him or did you find him because he's local? Well, um, so I actually, I give him credit for having me go back to college. I, I met him through an organization that I'm a part of called the, the WJCs and JCs are nationwide or worldwide actually. So you guys might be part of it too in your community, but um, in our community, the Dubuque JCs hosted a goal setting class or um, little seminar conference thing. And I, I went to it and was so inspired to accomplish some of my own personal goals that on the way back from that class, I actually called and signed up for a local college and started the next week. So um, 
he's been really instrumental in my life in general and kind of helping me focus on what it's going to take to get where I want to be. What are uh, some of your pain points at the stores? Well, we talked about people and I guess my pain point with people is more so I, I tend to, I tend to keep people around who maybe shouldn't, you know, they always talk about hiring slow and firing fast. And I, I probably don't fire fast enough because I'm, I tend to give people the benefit of the doubt and want to see what they can do or improve. And uh, I don't know, I can tend to be a little bit of a bleeding heart in that respect. So, you know, sometimes I, even if it's not, what's best for me specifically. I've, I've kept some people around longer than I should have because yeah. I felt bad. Well, that's what you have. <laughs> that's what you have Jason for, isn't he? Um, isn't he here coming to fire people? Yeah. <sighs> right. Yes. You obviously don't, uh, <laughs> don't talk to Jason very much about that. Cause <laughs> he, uh, yeah, he's a great guy and he's been actually really helpful for our culture in general at our store. Um, he's, he's put a lot of things into perspective for us. So I'm, I'm grateful that he's here, but um, he, he tends to not be quite as tolerant as I have been in some situations. We'll say. Right. Ryan, don't let me take all the questions, man. Feel free. Oh, I'm, I'm sitting here writing down questions. Okay. <laughs> um, what, uh, do you sell a bunch of more paint? We do not. Um, you know, it's interesting, obviously, with the most recent announcement through Ace, I'm, I'm excited about the opportunity to sell Benjamin Moore. I'm very excited about the opportunity to have our Ace paint uh, manufactured there, if I understood it correctly. Um, but uh, we do not carry Benjamin Moore. It was something that when we opened our our store, the garden center location, we put in Pratt and Lambert and it was a major flop. And, um, you know, I, I think that if we had done Benjamin Moore, we probably could have been a lot more successful with it, but we got a little gun shy at the investment that we had in the Pratt and Lambert that ultimately wasn't successful. So we are a little skeptical to bring in another and, um, and then, Fast forward down the road, um, our Locust Street store is located right in front of a, a well-known um, regional lumberyard that's locally owned and um, and does a huge volume, and they now sell Benjamin <laughs> Moore paint. So, um, <laughs> so that'll be interesting to see how that all works out, because right now they're the exclusive in the area other than, um, I believe, that uh, our farm and fleet offers it as well. Um. What's some of the biggest mistakes you've made at the store? Hmm. I, I would think probably hmm, I, I've made lots of mistakes and I, I, I'm not necessarily ashamed of that because I feel like, you know, big risk could make big rewards, but I would say probably our biggest mistake as a company that I've been part of was was over investing in certain things like 
stuff that didn't necessarily make a obvious return on investment. We tended to, in general, I, we tend to invest a lot back into our business, which is good. And it, it looks pretty and whatnot, but at the end of the day, we, um, probably are not as, uh, cash flow positive as we would like to be in general because we over invest too quickly. Um, what's, uh, one of the, uh, your weirdest customer stories that you have? Oh gosh. I have so many weird customer stories. All right. It's best. Be careful. Who will hear this? I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have some really, uh, good customers that are somehow, this is going to sound kind of um, stuck up, but they, they tend to only listen to me in some instances. And because I've helped them at their homes, I've become very personally involved with some of these folks because I go to their homes for landscape design. That's one of the things we do. And um, I have a client who probably the weirdest thing for me was uh, I went to a person's home in a small town about a half hour from here. And I had this other gal who I had helped in the past, who I kind of affectionately referred to as one of my stalkers. And she like literally showed up at the appointment, not knowing that I was, I hadn't told her I was going to that community and she like found me. <laughs> so that was so she, weird. <laughs> she really is a stalker. But she's a very um, willing to buy things I recommend stalker. So I guess in that respect, it might be a good problem. Oh, man. <laughs> Did you look over your shoulder before telling that story? Make sure she wasn't there. <laughs> right? Uh, she's already texted me several times today, so I know where she's at. We're good. Uh, you guys using any kind of technology in the stores that uh, scheduling or anything like that that, uh, that we should know about? Um, well, I, you know, I'm guessing that none of this is particularly unique to us, but, um, we did jump on board with deputy. Um, I'm not sure how many people have made that switch already. Uh, we were using when to work for our scheduler and, um, probably my biggest pain point was going with a, a company for payroll services that we recently joined and um so then I also went with their scheduler and it was needless to say a, an absolute nightmare for me for with deputy which is experiencing with with the previous software but it has the timekeeping component so I'm liking that. Um, we obviously are, are, I shouldn't say obviously, but we're big proponents of Mango. We were late joiners when it came to, um, to using the software. And, you know, I, that was a re- is a regret of mine. I think we should have jumped on board with that much sooner because we saw such positive response or uh, 
you know, return our in time. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. Sarah, how did you hear about Deputy? Did Ace approach you or did you just hear through the grapevine and go with it? Sure. So I have, um, I have been on Paycom. I'll just say it because <laughs> otherwise I'm going to say it anyway. We were with Paycom um, for the last year and joined it because with good intentions, thinking that it would be a, a one, one stop solution for all of the things we needed and um, quickly realized that not many companies are good at everything and Paycom's strength certainly was not the scheduling. And so in the process of trying to figure out where do we go from here? How do I, how do I get the benefits I was looking for and some of the time savings I was hoping for after I've just spent all this time being frustrated. And I, I spoke to um, Ken I, I can never pronounce his last name, but Ken at Ace Corporate, and he was the one who led me to deputy saying that it was now the recommended scheduling software solution. And so, um, so far, so good. We've been happy with it. How long have you ha- had it? We have had it now for three months. Okay. So... You know, we kind of jumped ship on Paycom in the middle of our busiest month. We do a huge volume in, in May, and May is insane around here. Um, and that's when all of our scheduling needs are so critical and so crucial, and you can make or break it, you know, based on how well you manage your people during that time. And we were so frustrated that we literally jumped ship on their scheduling, like, right before the like right in the middle of the busiest season for us because it was so frustrating. And despite the fact we went in really quickly with limited training for our team, they were able to embrace it pretty darn quick. Um, Are you able to uh, go home and relax and live at home and be in the moment there? Or is your mind always on the stores? Oh man, that's a tough one. So we are just wrapping up a major renovation at our house that should have been done a long time ago and it took much longer than I expected. So usually home is the place you go and can maybe breathe a little. And lately it's like, you you don't know if you want to go home or go to work because both are chaotic. Um, but I, I'm getting better at it. Uh, it's still tough for me. I, I'm a, I don't stop. So I'm always doing something. And so I guess I just have to figure out how to be productive and in the moment at home, but that that's always a challenge. Yeah. It's uh, I think that's a challenge for a lot of business owners trying yeah. to figure out how to turn it off. You know, one of the yeah. things that I'm always kind of intrigued by when I talk to people is, you know, we have camera systems. I'm sure you guys do in your stores as well. And I'm, I'm kind of laughing as I'm looking up at the monitor in my office as I sit here talking with you um, because we've never uh, cameras up on the screen until literally this week. 
And I know lots of business owners have those screens um, wired into their, or, you know, connected to their phones with their apps and whatnot, and are always able to kind of keep an eye on their locations that way. I hope I watching it. I didn't catch all that. Some of it broke up. Ryan, did that break up for you? Yeah, it did. Yeah. Oh, sorry. So, that's right. Um, I was just saying that you, when you watch on the app, your camera system. Yeah. I. I just just got that hooked up on mine and I'm I'm nervous that that's going to distract me when I'm at home because right now that was the one thing I I never did intentionally yeah. so that I wouldn't get caught up in it. I'll tell you I I never uh our camera system has that capability too and I never hooked it up. Yeah. Just because two reasons I didn't want to do that sit right. at home and stare at my store and right, the other one no. is I wanted my people to feel like I trusted them a little bit. Sure. Where if I was texting them like, hey, stop standing around at the register. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's been kind of my theory, too, um, is it probably wasn't going to make me a better owner or them a better manager or anybody a better team player. But um, I guess we're... um, we are trying to use it for good <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and keep mostly a watchful eye for like when, when we need to respond quicker to the floor's pulse and that sort of thing. But yeah, I, I know what you mean. It's, I, I hope to not ever look at it online unless like from home, unless they call me and ask me to look at something specific. Yeah, exactly. Um, what do you, uh, how do you think ACE is doing? What kind of direction do you think they uh, need to head in the future or change direction in? Huh, that's a good question. And I, you know, I think we, we all wish we knew the answer to that. But um, I, I will say that there's been some positive changes recently um, in general, and, and they came through some pain points that I personally experienced. But uh, for example, I think that we're heading in the right direction as far as best brands. I'm really liking where they're going with, with quicker ordering um, and receiving from the warehouses. Um, in theory, ASNET Direct is really great. I wish there was more on it. Um, but I guess what I, I think is having people who can um, – be coming from from outside the the business so outside the hardware business I think is really wise to I hate always reacting and starting a new program that is basically the same thing everybody else has done I wish we were on occasion at the beginning of that trend versus you know jumping on board after somebody else has tried it for example like like what well like um in-store pickup or online delivery or online um, ordering and such. I just feel like every time I, every time something like that's come out recently, it's been, everybody's already doing it. 
And so I just kind of wish that we could come up with something. And that's easy to say, because I haven't come up with it. <laughs> you know, just that like, easy. <laughs> oh, it drives me crazy. And I, I guess a lot of it is probably technology driven. You know, I, it frustrates me that we don't have a proper gift registry, for example. And I know that's not important to every store, but in a traditional hardware store that doesn't have some of the crazy things I do, you know, I think that it's not unusual to, or out of line to think that somebody might register for their wedding for a a grill and maybe a lawnmower and some basic bigger items for their home, for example. And so that's just a, a small example of something that's been around forever and it shouldn't be that difficult, but it's like we overthink some of it. And I don't know, it's just, it's, it's a challenge, but um, I just wish we had some of the, the simple things like taking credit cards over the phone figured out stuff like that. I, I know it's been my own little personal Right. <laughs> quest in the last two weeks it's been so frustrating to me but yeah. you know little little things like that things that we're already doing in some capacity but it's it's little technology things that would make our lives easier that I wish we had um I know you talked about this already uh how you're using your baby store uh to draw in younger crowd mm-hmm. um how do you think uh, other retailers should uh or just ACE in general can, can continue to draw in younger crowd? Sure. So I guess I feel like in general, when I watch, when I watch HGTV, for example, I think the stuff that we do is, is pretty cool. And I think it, it resonates well with the younger people, but I think that sometimes we overthink the stuff we sell. In other words, you, you could have a class in your store, um, about fixing a toilet. Yep. I get that. That could be valuable how to fix something in your home, but you could also have a class uses some of the materials we sell in a unique way. Like, you know, in, in the garden world, um, you can sell all the supplies and make uh, a succulent planter or something in your store. And that's really trendy right now. House plants are huge. So that's something that any store could host a class or, um, or have like a little mixer or even team up with a local brewery and have a class at their brewery that features your products and gets your name out there. And it kind of makes you seem relevant to them and whatever they're into. Yeah. Uh, Ryan got some more questions. Yeah. Sarah, you talked about best brands. Do you carry, what are the best brands you carry? Well, we have, um, Weber, Traeger, uh, Yeti, uh, Big Green Egg. We do help me out here. What are uh, Steel, <laughs> Toro? Uh, we do the majority of them. Um, I I'm always looking for that next best brand because I think there's probably some really great ones out there that we don't know about that would be a natural fit. Um, but I think the key is getting on board with it early and then being cautious when it's run its course. Yeah. Do you, do you carry Magnolia home? 
We do. Yes. Uh huh. How's that sell- selling for you? You know, um, I will be honest and tell you that I I bought it in, um, I bought it in right away with the intention of really wanting that color palette, which has been great. I have sold some, um, but my one of our greatest opportunities or a weakness we have within our company is we don't sell as much paint as other hardware stores do, which is really kind of weird and frustrating and all of that. And so I was trying to attract some of that younger demographic um, and increase our paint sales in general by having a, a brand that somebody could recognize right away. Um, I think that I think the hard part's been the ordering, honestly, for me, I wish, I wish it was more easy, easily ordered. I don't like having to do the direct thing. Yeah. You want the easy button, right? Just, uh, come come out of the warehouse and, uh, right. Four at a time or whatever. Yeah. That's probably been my, my challenge with the program. I, I love the paint. I've used it. It's excellent paint. Um, so I feel confident in selling it. The colors are no brainers. I wish the colors were more easily changed into the Valspar, you know, formulations and whatnot, but we've obviously found workarounds there. So. Yeah. Uh, what's one of uh, some of the favorite stores you've visited? Hmm. Well, that's a great question. So, um, to be honest, I, I pay a lot of attention to other than hardware stores. <laughs> I go to hardware stores all the time, but like, like most of us, we're probably very critical. I, I can pick apart hardware stores. I, I'm kind of embarrassed sometimes by, to be honest with you, by some of the hardware stores I visit because I'm like, come on, guys, we can do a better job than this. You know, we, I think because we've all many of us have been around a long time and and many locations have, have really evolved over the years. Um, We don't always set as high of a standard for ourselves as we should, in my opinion. Uh, I rescind my invite. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, and don't get me wrong. I can pick my store apart too. It drives me crazy. Uh, You know, I, I, I do have very high expectations. My husband would tell you I have impossible expectations, but um, it's okay. I kind of think that's okay too, as long as we keep trying to get better and better and better. Yep. Now, with that being said, um, I actually prefer to, I like to go to other businesses as a whole. So I like to visit other um, garden centers. I like to visit other baby stores. I like to visit other retailers that are just doing a bang up job, you know, um, totally not related business, but I can always, I was in a store in, I don't even remember. I take pictures everywhere I go. I have, I have pictures of stores constantly and it's not about the product they're selling. It's how they're displaying it or a creative way. They use something that we already do or already have in our stores to show something in a more special way. Yeah. You're looking at the merchandising. Yeah. Like, yeah, (laughs) I love going into like a crate and barrel or one of those types of stores and see, how they often have a lot of the same stuff we sell in our stores, but they make like, I remember going into a restaurant. But, um, you know, I, 
I'll never forget that because I, I made my dad come in and look. <laughs> uh, well, I think we better wrap this up here. Uh, Ryan, you got any more questions for her? I'm running out. You keep asking my questions, Blake. I'm sorry. I'll try to do better. Sarah, I appreciate you getting on the, the podcast with us. And, uh, and I appreciate our, our friendship that we've had for a while yeah. now. You're, you know, I've known Sarah probably about as long as anybody in Ace Hardware because mm-hmm. I got to meet her when I was working for Doug. So, yeah. um, Well, but, and I think uh, that's we, – we both have been fortunate to make a lot of connections. And I, I personally am super proud of my friends in Ace Hardware um, land, so to speak, that have, have grown. And, gosh, it's – it's so refreshing and nice to know that you can call somebody and ask them a question and they'll give you their open, honest opinion and, and really try to help one another. And, and I try to do the same if people call me and ask questions, but I think we're really lucky. And I think we don't always know how lucky we are in, in our business to have these relationships we have. No, I, I completely agree. And that's one of the one reasons we want to do the podcast is uh, we want people to, to hear what you're doing that's different yeah Yeah. uh, tell your story what what's going on uh in dubuque so uh thank you for taking the time to talk to us my pleasure uh one last question who should we talk to next Ooh, you know hmm, that's a tough one uh just give us some some names yeah oh i think you should call the cripes Already, I was already texting them today. Oh. Yeah, you definitely call the Cripes because you know they're famous and they're always recognized. So we see them up on the screen all the time, showing how cool their legacy of their stores are. We need to know what they're doing today that is propelling this growth. Yeah, I'm tired of seeing that up on the screen. Right, who's, I like to give them a hard time. Fifth generation, blah blah blah. So. <laughs> oh goodness. So all well, right. they've, got a, they've got a pretty cool boutique happening in their store too. So I'm sure they've got lots to share. Yep. They're good retailers. So they are. They are. thanks again. Uh, hope, hope sales continue to go well and uh, we'll talk to you later. Thanks Blake. Thanks, thanks Ryan. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. It is interesting to hear about Sarah's niche at her store and uh, there in Dubuque and totally worth seeing if you're ever around Dubuque. Ryan and I appreciate you guys coming back and listening and please pass this podcast on to other ACE owners and PAL members if you are enjoying them and I uh, hope you guys keep on selling. Thanks.